Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. All right, on today's show, we've got some important YouTube updates to tell you about, including something I think that's really important for channel homepages that everyone is going to want to at least check the settings for any YouTube channels that you have or that you manage. Also, a really cool update for anyone that sells their products directly on YouTube. And if you like adding music to your YouTube videos, but you can never quite find the right track, this update could change things forever, all right? My name is Jerry Potter, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show from Social Media Examiner. We break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Today, I'm attending a storytelling conference in Colorado, so that's where I am as we're doing the show, and I'm excited to welcome Diana Gladney, a YouTube expert and consultant. Her YouTube channel is designed to help entrepreneurs simplify the video creation process, and she's host of the Video Simplified podcast. Diana, welcome to the show. Why, thanks so much for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, so let's talk about first the updated YouTube tab, and, and this is the well, you you kind of explained it. They call it the U-Tab that is now um, being added to YouTube channels. And I think this is more significant than most people are looking at it. But tell us exactly what it is and your thoughts on it first. Yeah, absolutely. So on YouTube, they now, like if you're familiar with any of the other social platforms, you have that for you type of page or some section of so well that's kind of come to youtube where they've customized it specifically not just for your channel but for other channels that you watch so if you're on mobile and you go over to your specific home page then you'll see usually like under that first playlist or if you have a dedicated video then you're usually seeing that very next thing being the you section literally just for you Things that YouTube has pulled from that channel to say, based on your history, based on the way that you tend to watch content or the stuff that you're interested in, we've pulled these particular videos together and we think this aggregated list of videos would be great for you. And this is not just long form content, this includes shorts as well. And so I think this is very interesting because the longer your catalog of content becomes, 
the longer it is for people to try to go through content, the harder it becomes for them to go through as, as well. And it makes it easy for people to instantly start binge watching, be like, oh, yes, that's a quick win. Yes, that's a quick win versus having to dig through playlist, go to the video tab. They're just shortening that time frame down. I think it's super smart. Yeah, and I, I absolutely love it as a feature and the way that it looks. So what you do is you go to your YouTube studio and you click on customization and there's a tab or a section in there. And so first you can decide, do you want you know regular video? videos, shorts, and or live streams. You can turn on and off anything that you want them to recommend there. And then the bottom section, and this is the one that I recommend people look at, depending on what industry you or your clients are in, is called recency. You can either have it pull from all your content. And so it says YouTube always updates the For You section with fresh content from everything that you have, or recent content only, and that's content you've posted in the last 12 months. So, you know, I work in an industry and you work in an industry where stuff changes a lot. And so, you know, my channels, uh, I think we're coming up on, well, we're over six years old now. It's like, I don't know that I want the 2018 videos to be recommended, no matter how much you think they want that video. So for my channel, I went and I just changed that setting. Now for some, you know, the video from five years ago might be the perfect video for that person. And anyone who's active on YouTube enough, you know, when you go to youtube.com, you know, if the algorithm has figured you out as a consumer, you're like, oh man, I want to watch like five of these, right? Like they do it really well. So, so that's the good side. Yeah. And I found that that what I tested this, this week is that if you watch one of those videos and let's say later on, it can be that day or that week that you're watching and you go back to that channel, that list up has updated and that video is not in there anymore. So it's not the same static content. It is refreshing to kind of keep pushing the most important things forward. And I, and I really like that feature. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing for some people who struggle to like update their playlists on their homepage and, and keep stuff fresh in a big, big way. And I'm totally pointing at myself <laughs> here. I need to, I've always needed to be better about that. So I, I'm excited about the feature, but just recommend everyone go and look at the settings, decide what's best for you. So this next update is really more for fun than anything, but it's also kind of cool and, and may help YouTube channels grow faster. And these are some new interactive watch page features. So what are these updates that they're rolling out, Diane? Yeah, this is very interesting because so much of uh, videos, they're front loaded with the, hey, as soon as the video starts, like, share, subscribe, and then people ignore that. Well, after you've provided value and after that value is already there, when you start to say like the video or share it or subscribe or what have you, that button, the like button and the subscribe button now kind of has a little halo ring or, or, of sorts around the edge of it to signal it as you say it. So literally, if I say, make sure that you like this video or like this stream and subscribe to the podcast channel, those buttons now will highlight as somebody's rewatching the the replay. And I think that's uh, super important. The other thing is uh, top comments now, auto, auto, excuse me, in English, <laughs> they automatically rotate for better uh, visibility. So that's just kind of keeping the conversation going. And then new uploads have real-time view and like automations for the first 24 hours that that video is published. So as you're watching it, you will see that number increase as more people click on the video, which is just kind of like that social proof that other people like this too, and other people are liking this video too. And I think that's a prompt to also like, because people kind of forget. I have videos I watch that I like, but I forget to hit the like button. But when I see that counter start to roll, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, don't, I like this. So I'll hit it, too. Yeah, I want to support this video, too. And I especially like the animated graphics. And yeah, so I guess when somebody says like or subscribe, it'll sort of highlight it. And then if somebody clicks the button after that, it'll be like, 
I couldn't find a video of it, but they described it like it would be like a big sparkle of fireworks and things like that. And so I don't know if our channel here at Social Media Examiner has that or not. But if you're watching the recording of this later, let us know if if you actually saw it there. If we say like or subscribe, got to say the right words to make that to work. So I'm looking so forward to seeing you on stage again at Social Media Marketing World coming up here in a few short months. Diana's going to be talking about AI-driven video growth hacks, elevating your YouTube channel from good to great. And so I want to ask, if are you making professional development a priority? Think about how long it's been since you've attended a training that helped you increase your value to your company or your clients. This is your opportunity to experience three days immersed in marketing training from amazing experts from around the world like Diana and other people just like you. So that's what you find at Social Media Marketing World, advanced training to help you level up your skills and achieve your goals. One attendee, Stacey Ackler, said, best sessions I've ever attended in my entire life. It gave me so many ideas for my company. So if you're ready for new ideas, definitely grab your ticket right now. Join Diana and I and so many more at Social Media Marketing World. Just go to socialmediamarketing.world. You can get your all access ticket. Again, socialmediamarketing.world. So lots more important YouTube updates that we want to cover. This next one has to do with people who shop on YouTube and they're making it easier to sell your products on YouTube without needing third-party tools, which is kind of neat. But what are these updates, Diana? Fill us in on this. Yeah, this is really, really clean the way that they're rolling this out. So the first one's going to be product drops. More creators, they can now set up product releases in a live stream. And it doesn't have to only be with Shopify or the Google merchant account like it used to be. So just your regular everyday creator, you now can do that. Saying like in the past that it required you to connect those two accounts or one of the two so that you could be able to do that in the live control room. This is like if you use a third party software, you may not see these options. You need to log into YouTube to be able to control that. And this is mostly akin to and honestly keeping pace with Amazon. So if you're an Amazon creator and you're making videos or live streams, you have this shelf that comes up underneath. But with Amazon, you preload everything so somebody can always scroll through the shelf, even if you haven't gotten to that item or not and it's only highlighting the main thing, well, now YouTube has where you can start to delay it, specifically roll out or like in 30 seconds or 60 seconds, the hidden item that we're going to talk about now becomes available. So there's really cool options with that. So I think it's going to be interesting to see that because you don't have to pre-schedule a bunch of stuff. It, it gives you more fluidity. Yeah, well, and I like it for companies that are smaller or marketers that work with smaller companies now. You don't have to you know, patch as many things together to take advantage of some of these things. And it just makes it that much quicker to be able to get to market, which which is great. So one of the things we've seen over the last 12 months is YouTube really leaning into the community tab. And that's like the more traditional, you know, it's more like a Facebook feed, but it's like a social media feed that people can browse. And I know not all YouTube users use it, but some that do engage with it a lot, they've lowered the threshold and now they're changing and making that even easier for marketers to use. So how is that going with the community tab updates? Yeah, I think we'll continue to see the creator integration to connect better on a written side with creators and continue to increase as they make these adjustments. And right now, this is just kind of like a facelift update where if you hit that plus icon when you're just on like YouTube mobile, then it's it has like an Instagram kind of a feel still YouTube, but it has that Instagram kind of feel like you swipe swiping left to right. One would be for you to post a video or rec start recording a video. One would be to go live and then you have to uh, post a, a short and then post to the community tab right through the plus symbol versus needing to go through your YouTube channel, then get to community. And it's kind of 
less clunky. And the other thing is that when you do go over to the community tab, like the other update that we talked about before, well, now you have the button where uh, you can schedule posts to disappear after 24 hours or you had a set time frame, which I think is really good as well. Yeah, that's huge. And I, I do like that they're making it simpler because I think one of the things that that brands and marketers can do is share more things on the fly as they're happening. And so before there were times where it's like, oh, I could share that I'm making this video or, you know, not stuff that we've thought ahead of time strategically all the way through or anything like that, but like, oh, this would be neat to share. And so now I was playing with the new workflow before we started and, and it was like, oh, this is so much faster where it's like, oh, let me just share this photo from this conference that I'm at learning to make the channel better or, you know, whatever it might be. So less button clicks. Yeah. So when it comes to YouTube analytics, I am not the person, but Diana is so good at this stuff. And we've got some updates to the uh, analytics tab in YouTube. So fill us in on that. Yeah. So we, we've continued to see YouTube basically kind of open up the floodgates. We've seen where they decreased what it takes to get into the partner program. And the stuff that became available was becoming a member or having channel members to your YouTube channel increases that income flow and cash flow in the business. And even if you are a dedicated brand, solopreneur or what have you, I think this makes sense for a lot of people. And so what they are doing now is that in the revenue analytics tab, you're now having access to the ability to see the new revenue that's coming into your channel via the memberships, the total members that you have, recurring members, and comparing that to those that join through specific points, any of us that do any kind of link tracking and you want to see which made the best conversion, did they come through my homepage? Was it a video? Was it the community tab? Where did people become a member from? So now you can see that and reasons why people have canceled, you know, up to it being financial issues. They found something better someplace else you're not posting enough, whatever the case is, so you can get feedback to make it better. So are you saying they'll actually show you like which video somebody signed up through? Does it get that granular? Do you know? I'm not sure if they're going to get that granular, okay. but I think it's going to probably be broader categories like dedicate, kind of how they started doing with shorts. Yeah. It's like where they coming in. So I think it's, it's starting to be larger categories and then maybe because YouTube is excellent when it comes to data and analytics. I think maybe down the road we can expect to see something like that. But now it's just like, are they coming in through the community tab or they coming through your home homepage or a video? Or I don't think shorts is a thing right now, but I think that path of how they found you will make sense. And you kind of got to create that picture analytically to, to get better details. But right now I think it's just broad. Okay. That would be pretty amazing to be able, because you know, when you mentioned link tracking, oh, yeah. you, you know, you can get that granular. And so that would be pretty amazing to know that this video brought me, you know, if, if the membership on YouTube is a big part of your business, this video brought me 12 new members or 50 new members. It's like, okay, let's make some more videos exactly like that. So yeah, that's a great update. You did mention the YouTube partner program, uh, the new lower eligibility. I just want to mention really quick, there's still the, you know, 4,000 watch hours and thousand subscribers to qualify for like the sharing on the ad revenue. But they rolled out this lower one for 500 subscribers, 3,000 public watch hours. There's a few other things, but to unlock some of these other features and they've now rolled it out to another 37 countries. So it's now available in 99 countries. So if you heard about this before, you saw it before and you didn't have it in the country that your channel's in or one of your client's channels is in, it just might be worth, you know, taking a peek and seeing if you have it and you are eligible for it now again. So, all right, YouTube is definitely one of the front runners and what they're doing with AI. And I'm sure this will tie into what you're going to talk about at Social Media Marketing World. But one of the things that they are experimenting with right now is called Dream track. So tell us about what dream track is and how we can take advantage of that. 
if you've been a regular listener to this show, then, you know, we talked about a few episodes ago about YouTube rolling out more AI and this dream. I always want to say dream sickle, but that's not it. <laughs> but this new <laughs> this new dream feature is now coming to short. So this enables uh, music artists and fans to connect through shorts. This is going to go out to English language channels versus those that may be a part of other countries. I think you can expect to see that later. But right now you have nine different artists. I saw them say something like T-Pain. John Legend and a few other people that are like, so it's really popular people, but you can now remix your shorts using AI generated voices and music, but it's through shorts. So this is going to be very interesting now and it's curated to the short. So you don't even have to pick music anymore, which will be fun to see how they kind of introduce this and how the income structure will work and some other stuff that we don't have answers to just yet. Yeah, well, and, and some people are very adamant about, some people are just like, great, there's music, there's a little more energy in my video, I'm done. And some people will obsess over finding the right track. And so if this is where we are headed to where you can almost tell YouTube or other content platforms, here's what I, you know, we'll have to learn how to prompt it, but it's like, here's what I want. And you can get, you know, the exact thing out every time. I know now, working with multiple music libraries and different things. It's like music that one platform considers to be epic music is different than what another platform considers to be epic music or, you know, different things like that. So that'll be really neat to see where that goes. And then uh, another AI tool that they are playing with has to do with what is happening in the comments on YouTube. So tell us about this one. So this one is interesting in YouTube comments and especially when you look at the video topic, like so we've covered various topics in this episode underneath the videos, you would start to see where if people have a lot of questions about the dream feature that's coming out to shorts, then all of those are now going to be grouped under something that's a relevant title to that. So you can see all the relevant and related comments comparing that versus those that people want to know more about the analytics side of things when it comes to memberships, then those may be all grouped together. The difference is these topics that you'll see, these AI generated topics, it's not at a place to where we can control them. Right now they're making a suggestion. If you don't want to see a topic, you cannot disable this feature on your channel or per video yet. And I'm saying yet very hopefully for those that want that control. They, they're saying and suggesting to just delete the comments related to <laughs> that topic and then the topic <laughs> won't be there anymore. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of counterintuitive to what we want in like the hierarchy of engagement on YouTube. Like level four is getting comments. I'm not deleting the comment just to get rid of a topic. I'd rather just enable or disable it like we can with chapters. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. And by the way, if you're curious about this feature, and it is just being experimented with right now, but if you are a YouTube premium member, you can opt in to test it out by going to youtube.com slash new. But they do say even if you do that, you won't see it on every YouTube video. So the way that we're seeing AI go, and especially these last few months, I feel like everywhere we go and even maybe on our refrigerator someday there's just going to be like a chat interface or it'll be a voice interface and we'll just be able to talk or ask ai for whatever we want and that is something that is now you know being experimented with at youtube where you'll be able to you know engage with an ai i mean are, are we calling them ai bots or is ai better than a bot i think it's a it's like it's going to be more like a probably like a chat with youtube ai chat bot type thing Okay. Um, and I, I, I like the idea of like when you go to a video, this is how they're, they're positioning it currently. You go to a YouTube video, 
and there's a chat widget or a tab that comes up where you can say, what's this video about? Or ask more questions about something specifically, like what other features are in the research tool in analytics in YouTube studio, whatever. And this thing will start talking to you. Meanwhile, the video is still going. You may still be listening or you could pause it, but you don't have to go anyplace else. But I do not trust this feature currently. And I, I honestly, I have mixed feelings about this in a way that I, I don't like it more than I like it the way that they have stuff available because it can make channel recommendations or video recommendations based on what they're asking, but is this going to be to my channel or just overall to the viewer? I think for YouTube's sake, it makes more sense to recommend what they would actually watch to keep them on platform. If your videos won't serve them, go someplace else. But again, now you're just taken away after I already got them. You distracted them with this button. Just like, let them watch, <laughs> let them leave a comment. But I think for marketers, the bigger reason that I'm concerned is when you get a comment, again, that hierarchy of engagement, they, they watched, they clicked, saw the thumbnail, they clicked over. Okay, that, that's one. Then they're, they're watching through the content. That's two. They maybe hit the like button or dislike. You got some emotional response. That's three. Four is getting them to a comment. Leave a question concerned, what they like, dislike, whatever. You've moved them to the point to actually engage and leave thoughtful comments. Giving this information to the chat bot instead takes it away from the marketers and the creators to get that real-time data directly from the horse's mouth, so to speak. And we're going to miss out on a lot of that if they're not saying, here's a report of the most commonly asked question, and then here's some others. They're not saying that they're going to do that. So I don't like that idea of losing stuff to say, Dag, I could have explained this better or make a, so I know to make a follow-up video or slow down when I'm explaining something more technical because somebody said I got confused about what, the exposure triangle is or what you know what I'm saying? So like for marketers, that's valuable data that we're going to miss out on. So I don't really like it right now. I think it's going to be helpful, but also it's some issues there. I want to reiterate. I think the most important thing that you said there is that this tool is always going to pick YouTube over the creator, right? They're always going to help. And, and, you know, and as a consumer, I'm like, okay, good. Thanks. Help me out. But yeah, I was just trying to think, you know, how you would use it. You know, I think about when I land on a YouTube video and I'm watching to see if it's the right video for me. And for me, it's usually like I'm trying to fix something. It's like, does this apply to my washing machine or whatever it might be? And I don't know if it'll be able to, maybe it'll be able to answer those questions someday. Yeah, that it'll be interesting to see where this goes. It does feel like, like I said, everything's going to have a chat bot, an AI chat bot at some point. And you'll be able to, you know, you're going to be like refrigerator turn green today. And then it'll be like, okay. So I, I do see this rolling out, but that's a great thing to kind of be aware of. I think another update. And we talked about the first part of this before, but they've been, they've been building that a little more, but start at the beginning with this experiment about being able to turn comments on and off or pause them and how this is all working at this point, Diana? Yeah. So YouTube is recognizing like the pressure that creators get from when you get something that it starts to take off and you can have some videos. Sometimes it may be eight hours, seven hours, three hours, four hours, whatever, after you've published it. And for whatever reason, it hits at that point, And now you're getting a flood of comments. If you have notifications on, or if you're even trying to keep up with those, it is hard to stay afloat of the comments. <laughs> so the ability to pause the comments now doesn't delete those or turn comments off so you can't see anything. I mean, you just get that message, comments are turned off by the user, blah, blah, blah. Well, now we can pause those for a time. Those that have posted and are public are now available still to view or what, ha what have you, but you can't continue to engage with those or what have you. And I think that's good, but I also think that's 
harmful if you're just overwhelmed. It's better, I think, to turn your notifications off versus turning the comments off. Because if I'm in a, a feeling to leave a emotional response or say thank you, I'm not coming back to do it. I'm here now. So and I'm not going to even remember to do it later, even though if I have good intentions. So, yeah, it's but it's, it's cool, though, for those really large scale channels where it does get to a point. It's like or maybe the conversation goes awry and it's like we probably need to put a hold to this. Everything else is far there. We can take care of it. But let's put a pause on this. See, I and I saw it more as an opportunity when, you know, if you if for brands, if you run into a reputation management issue. When I worked in an agency, sometimes we do this, you know, with, with Facebook business pages, it's like occasionally you'd get somebody that was unhappy with their service at a restaurant and they were really well connected and had nothing better to do with their time. And so they'd literally start campaigning to have 50 people go leave one star reviews on a Monday morning or whatever, you know. And so like on Facebook, what we could do at the time is we could just turn reviews off. You couldn't pause reviews, you know, and then handle what it might be. And so I could see if something was going wrong with a video or going awry, but maybe initially you got some great engagement. You wouldn't want to just, you know, shut it off forever. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm very much on the, you know, even if I can't keep up with all the comments on my channel anymore. I still want people to be able to comment and engage with each other. Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting one for sure. And then another one that's happening in comments now is this, they're, they're adding, basically they're integrating, is it, they're integrating Google search into comments. Is that your perception of it? I feel like we heard about this a while back, but there was no proof. And now, now, now they're saying it's an official experiment, but what, what's your interpretation of what this is exactly, Diana? Honestly, I think this is them trying to potentially probably bring in that BART system of what they've been doing. And again, just keep bringing AI into the conversation to kind of help you be able to search around the comments, search around what's happening to just kind of better segment things. Again, I think this has a good space for it in the comment section or on your across YouTube. But again, potentially distracting because YouTube without YouTube premium where you don't see any ads and all this is super distracting already. And this just it feels potentially detrimental. Again, could become an ad space. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> it just feels very uncomfortable. Like, I, I don't, you know, it's kind of kind of kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I was picturing like if we take this show today earlier, we talked about the dream track feature. And so if somebody commented, wow, can't wait to check out DreamTrack, then YouTube could turn that into DreamTrack into a link that would then go to a Google search for DreamTrack. Is that kind of the way you're, you're seeing it? That was my interpretation. That's the way it appears. Again, I, I don't know how, it's, you know, YouTube is kind of like one step forward, two steps back in the way that they're approaching this, because if that is to be true and that's to be the model, um, and it links away their biggest thing was keeping people on platform. Well, now you just pick, took people off platform, albeit still within the Google's Google sphere. Yeah. But, you know, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm thinking it will roll out. Yeah. I, yeah. And I don't know if they would consider that off platform compared to, you know, that's like somebody leaving Facebook to go to Instagram. They're like, OK, <laughs> you know, Meta's like, yeah, we're we're OK with that. True. But my my big concern there, too. OK, so as marketers are very data driven, or at least you maybe have somebody on the team that is, okay, when we see that the average view duration goes down because somebody stopped session or they stopped at a particular point, maybe where that search term phrase or what have you becomes relevant, does that re reflect negatively on that creator's channel? And data wise, will we now start making decisions based off of that? Because we see that there is a dip 
here. And it's like, well, what's happening here? Maybe we do see that that search phrase term, whatever becomes available. There's no way to counteract that. Yeah. And I think you're right. And this is exactly what you brought up earlier with some of the other AI tools is as marketers, we want people to stay on our channel as long as possible. And it does, it does now that you describe it that way, feel like YouTube's introducing more shiny objects for them to go elsewhere which is not ideal. So yeah, very, very well put. All right, quick reminder, you can see Diana and some another amazing people, both on stage and in attendance at Social Media Marketing World. Prioritize your professional development with an all-access ticket right now. You can get it at socialmediamarketing.world. That's socialmediamarketing.world. And Diana, where can we find more about you? Well, since YouTube has all these new wonderful AI, you can just still use the search bar <laughs> and type in Diana Gladney on YouTube and I will come up and go to dianagladney.com to find me anywhere else on the interwebs. And as a podcast listener, if you want to add a couple more podcasts to your listening uh, lineup, we have two for you to check out. One, the social media marketing podcast that always has expert guests, as well as the marketing agency show. And you can find that in your favorite podcasting app. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.